Hi, I'm Mega Sugianto. And I'm Imanik Bao. We're all about sharing epic stories, developing data-driven marketing strategies, and building authentic relationships. This is Mega, the podcast. A lot of our marketing efforts, and especially with this day and age in social media, it, it's become a lot about, okay, well, how many, how many likes did you get? How much, what is the percent of engagement that you're getting? You know, what are, what are the numbers behind the work that you're doing? But we have to continuously remind ourselves that behind those numbers, behind all that data that we are so eager to gather and act upon are actual real people. And at the end of the day, those are the people we're trying to reach and build relationships with and and share our stories and, and businesses with. It's turning into what I see is like it's our community somewhat is turning into a Black Mirror episode where we are mm-hmm. kind of giving ratings to everybody and, you know, doing social credits and, and whatever. And it, and it needs to – got to reel back a little bit. Yeah. Right? I that That's the perfect analogy that is turning into a Black Mirror episode. And, and the funniest thing that happened to me the other day is I had ordered food for delivery via, you know, DoorDash or Postmates or something. And when I opened the door to – to the girl who was delivering my food, the first and the only thing she said to me was, give me a five-star rating and handed me the food. And it was just the the strangest interaction that I had had because she was so, again, focused on just getting that rating and the numbers. But if that's her livelihood, right? If that's her, that's her main way of income or what, I don't know her, but like- mm-hmm. That is impactful. So when we associate different things like that with our future, yeah, we're going to go like directly to it because it means a lot. And what I like about our guest for this particular episode is the fact that she ties in a lot of our pillars and our values in like one nice little package. Yeah. Like the data-driven stuff. It's like, okay, there are all these numbers and likes and all this stuff, but that's irrelevant because in the story you want to bring what the highlight is, should be, is that person, what they're mm-hmm. dealing with, right? Totally. And I, and I think that is why she was such a perfect person to have on, on our episode today is because she really speaks to having that balance between you know understanding that that data – is important that those numbers are critical and, and like you said might be determining of someone's livelihood but how do you balance that with building uh that authentic and real story that will actually connect with people and allow them to really care about what you're trying to tell them all right let's get into it I get really nervous. Why? I don't because I'm because you're like. Don't you think that you're like a celebrity? No, not at all. What are you talking about? Because because like um, you're on LA's like you know ABC Seven, and you probably get recognized. And here you are, like we're friends. And I'm like, oh my god. No. Well, that's how I see it. I'm really excited to have you. Because as a reporter, as a colleague, as a friend as well, I'm very much impressed and just admire what you do, Veronica, because 
you get it done better than anybody I've expected or seen um, do their job. And I want to learn from you. And I think that a lot of people can learn from you as well. So very nice of you, but <laughs> I'm always learning. So anything that I can, I can pass along, um, I'm happy to, but um, I would certainly not say that I am like the top of my field. So but thank humble, you. humble. <laughs> so you are a reporter as well as an anchor over at ABC seven here in Los Angeles. You've done storytelling in Fresno in different cities all across the U S really. Why, why did you choose journalism, specifically broadcast journalism, as your career path? Well, I was always interested in writing when I was um, younger, and uh, I knew that I wanted to do something that involved writing, and then also pair that with being in front of the camera and being able to connect with an audience different than maybe writing something down and just having someone read it on paper. Um, it was just a medium that kind of clicked with me. Being creative and using video as a part of that um, goal, which is to try and convey a message, try and give people a different perspective, um, try and get people to have empathy for a situation that maybe they didn't even think about before. I think that's unique, as you say, it's a different way of approaching storytelling. I mean, there's so many things, but how, where the heck do you start in telling a story where you're like, my job is to make you feel, make you act, make you think? Um, I always start with the human element. So whenever there is say, okay, go out and do a story about X, Y, and Z data uh, that says, you know, I'm just making this up, but Los Angeles is the worst city to live in in the United States. Okay. And there's, here's all of this data to back it up. Well, that's interesting. And, you know, it's, it's great to have data uh, as like facts to help beef your story up, but that doesn't make someone really care. What makes somebody care is why Edna on you know this street is deeply affected by the conditions of this city and here's why and let's hear from her somebody who's at ground zero just getting to the emotion and the root of the problem from a human perspective one of those i'm i'm curious is there a story that you've worked on where you're like wow this not only impacted me doing the story but it impacted the community that they that you were talking to as well. You know, I think we all strive to tell stories that impact the community and make people think like we've talked about. Um, but if I were to pick one particular story comes to mind, I mean, anytime we cover like wildfires, the most recent one that I covered, um, I believe it was over. There's so many that sometimes I get confused, but I believe it started over in Simi Valley. And I just remember literally looking around and thinking like 360 degrees around me basically is on fire. And this is just crazy. And um, at one point we went into this neighborhood 
and there were no firefighters and these homes were just going up in flames and the, the sparks were jumping from one house to another and there were no firefighters because they were so maxed out that they were fighting fire in a different part of the community and they had their helicopters flying overhead i remember this guy he was driving down and looks at me he's like where are the firefighters and i'm like sir i don't know i'm so sorry and he's like that's my house it is up in flames and so when you're put in a situation like that that you know is impacting so many people right now but also is going to impact people for months and years to come um, it's, it just is pretty mind blowing to be a part of something like that. And eventually the firefighters came and a lot of times, like they'll be watching in the com command center of the fire stations, they'll have all of the news stations up and see where we are. And they come because we are showing them on TV where these firefighters are, or I'm sorry, where these where, fires are. Yeah. Where the fires yeah. are and where it's located. You know where what I think located, is exactly. really interesting about your industry is that it's visual. Right. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's not only the audio, but it's also something that we can sense um, in that in that way. And, and my audience essentially are business owners who either are working on their story, struggling with their story, re, you know, strengthening their story. But sometimes you're like, well, how do you find your story? How do you develop that? And, and when you were talking about humanizing it and bringing them that location, that perspective, that feeling, how do you bring that? What questions do you ask yourself to help humanize the story? Well, I think I try to just put myself in other people's shoes and truly understand or at least try to understand what it is that they're going through. You know, over time, you've done this for years now. Is there a quote unquote formula to follow where if people are struggling, like, I don't know how to do this. Is there a general like, here's a bullet point list of making sure that this is what I have to cover to ensure that the story is going to be at the very least good to great? It starts with the really at, at the basic level, who, what, where, when, and the most important is why. Um, that though, If you hit all of those points right off the bat, you're on to a great start. Um, and then from there, letting the speaker or letting the person who is at the center of the story do the talking. So, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a person. It can be a business. It can be something, but you have to humanize it and help people relate to that subject. For example, it could even be a dog. Say you are an animal shelter and you're trying to get dogs adopted. Um, you know, Alfie needs to get adopted because of X, Y, and Z. Well, make me care about Alfie. How is Alfie different than any of the other dogs? Well, Alfie is uh, from a really, had a terrible upbringing and he uh, was abused by his family and is just looking for love. And now you've got my attention because I wanna help this dog. Make me care is the number one thing that you need to do after you've hit all of the who, what, where, when, and why. So sometimes not everybody has an extreme story like Alfie. And sure. how do you balance out between what is, What's happening between that and something that could be over-exaggerated? So yeah, not every dog has a, has a story like Alfie, but there's something to be said about every subject and every animal and human. There's something that is going to ma make someone relate to the story. 
So you don't have to lie. You just have to find the root of, find the soul of the story. The soul, the root, the heart of the story. Mm-hmm. And really make that compelling where now feel this and and relate to this. And then that way it's it, it does a snowball effect in a positive way to really inspire or cultivate action, what have you. Sure. Like let's, here's another example. You're a real estate agent. You're trying to sell a house. How do you get to the heart of that house? How do you make people care about that house? Well, this house is in the middle of a block that has all of these kids and young families. And this is a great place to raise young children. They can go and play and ride their bikes up and down the street. And you don't have to worry about a lot of traffic coming through. These things will be compelling to someone and they can start to visualize their own life in this house instead of just saying, yeah, this is a two bedroom, two bathroom, sits in the middle of South Pasadena. It's got great schools. What I take away from that is information is fleeting and short, but the emotions will always stick around much longer. And, you know, we had talked about this earlier where I look at you and you've seemingly have everything put together. You are in top, you know, top two market, you're a reporter anchor, you do it all. But quite honestly, for myself, you know, I can only speak for myself is sometimes there are struggle. There are moments of struggle where I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Do you have those? And how do you navigate your self-talk during those situations? Oh my gosh, I have those every single day. (laughs) I wish I had it all together. I certainly don't. I think it starts with self-compassion and allowing yourself to make mistakes and the same kind of compassion that you give to others, you absolutely have to give to yourself. And I don't ever try to say, I have it all together and this is how my life is going to be forever. And no, I'm, I, I take it day by day, but I'm very goal oriented. If I don't meet those goals, it's okay. I have another day to accomplish them. My, my last question is, you know, in storytelling and in, in anything and really in life, there's so much information. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you figure out? Because everything is so important to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you figure out what to keep and what not to keep? I'm very good at cutting the fat out of a story. I do not have a problem with redlining you know, my scripts and just saying, nope, don't need that. Nope, don't need that. Because I don't want to bombard people with too much information to where they are not going to remember anything. And once you hit those three points, then everything else you can just push to the side. You definitely don't want to overwhelm people with information. And what are those three points? Can be anything. Whatever three points that you're trying to convey that you believe are the most important part of the story. So Say we're talking about Alfie the dog again. <clears throat> what do we want to convey? That he was abused uh, growing up, that he has a loving temperament now, and that, I don't know, let's say he's been at the shelter the longest out of any dog. Maybe there's other information about him that is also interesting, like he loves to swim and he has developed a relationship with everybody at the shelter and all of those facts are interesting, but they don't, they, they take away from 
the top three that you're trying to convey. What piece of advice would you like to give people listening in developing their story? Or what piece of advice that they should not take when they're developing a story? Piece of advice that I would not take. You know, I think when it comes to storytelling, as long as you're coming from a place of authenticity and you're trying to connect with your viewer, your audience, whoever that may be, people will understand and people will recognize that it comes from an honest place. If you're trying to deceive people, if you're trying to convince someone to do something in a mission that you don't care about, the audience will know. They will feel that. They'll read between the lines. I just think that storytelling as a whole is something that you work on for your entire life. And as long as you're learning and as long as you're trying to grow, then you're headed in the right direction and it'll be a lifelong relationship that we just have to continue to foster. That was a really compelling conversation for me because it reminded me that you have to find the soul, the root and the heart of the story, making a point that trust starts it all. You have to build that, like we always talk about, Iman, relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think something that really stuck with me was the analogy that she made about selling a house, that when when a buyer is, a potential buyer is interested in a house, yes, you can tell them the square footage. Yes, you can tell them how big the yard is and, and how many stories and how many bedrooms there are. But what's really going to get them to care about that particular home is allowing them to imagine themselves really living in it. And envision growing a family there and hosting their their friends and i think you you summed it up really well in your conversation with veronica mega was that information is fleeting but emotion is what leaves leaves a mark and really stays with you forever and in in case in terms of our audience you know we're talking about business owners marketing and and what have you this might not necessarily like apply for every single business, I think. But you can take bits and pieces and make it your own. Because when you're coming to your point, it's like, what is that impact that you want to make with your audience, with your consumers, with your clients, and speak to them? Mm-hmm. And, and when you humanize that and when you personalize that, then will it be impactful? So technically, it can go through a broad range, but you have to really kind of think through your own particular path because nothing really f- – like that one shoe doesn't fit in all places. Yes, exactly. One, one size definitely doesn't fit all. And I know you and I are kind of talking about this as if it's really easy and, and effortless. Oh, God, but it's not. We- yeah, exactly. And and we want to be real. It's it's not. And I know Veronica also touched on this. She she really showed vulnerability when she shared that she doesn't have it all together. She doesn't always know what the story is. She has moments of struggle and and has to navigate those moments of negative self-talk where she's wondering, am I am I good enough? Am I not good enough? How how am I going to do this? And I know you and I go through this. Um we've we've talked about it even in recent 
just this week um, about having these moments of self-doubt, about feeling like we're imposters um, in our own in our own work. Um, but the reminder that she she gave was really inspirational, and it's it's definitely going to stay with me after this conversation. Is the same compassion that you give to others, you really do have to give it to yourself, and just know that you are working hard and the your efforts are going to pay off and even if you do feel like they're not making a difference only you know your own story right so ultimately just just give yourself grace and i think even as as women as business owners um even in my case as as a mom that giving yourself grace and showing yourself that compassion is is really key. I mean, honestly, I think I need to make it like my cell phone background or something. So I have it in front of me at all times. That's yes, I completely agree giving given that we had a conversation this, you know, offline and talking about well, what am I doing? I'm not good enough. And then those are things that creep in. And oftentimes you need that community, someone else to tell you like, hey, get back to it. Yeah. But, this what I love about Veronica's too, and I don't know if listeners um, you know tuned into their first episode and ties into Brandon's conversation. You know, as as a lead former lead animator at the Patriot Act, you have one brief moment to capture someone's attention. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to work. Yeah. And so, I think how I want to leave our viewers kind of to absorb information is and taking it taking what you said it's forgive yourself and be you know offer yourself grace try it give it a shot and pivot when necessary and reach out for help because in moments where i felt like i had a lot of self-doubt this week i reached out to you because i was like i need help mm-hmm. and i think that i don't know anything else you want to add yeah, I think you summed it up really well, Mega. The only other thing that I would add to that is the reminder to make sure you're bringing that human element. As much as the data and the numbers are important, always keeping at the forefront who you are actually trying to reach and thinking about who's on the other side of the information that you're putting out there. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. We want to get to know you better. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, or visit megasugianto.com slash podcast. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. See ya.